is Free Talk Live. Welcome again to another episode here where you, of course, can take control of the airwaves should you wish to do so. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Chris. And again, you can bring up anything you want coming up. Bitcoin, according to some academic may not last that much longer yes once again they have predicted the demise of bitcoin this has been done many a time uh, but it's always fun to uh, to review yet another prediction and we will see if uh, this person's got some sort of a clue that all the other people who have predicted uh, bitcoin's demise have been completely wrong about so oh I, no a bitcoin is one bitcoin is only worth 45,000 times more than a dollar yeah, something like that. 46,000, somewhere in that range today. It's a little bit down from where it's been over the past few weeks. Right now at $46,330 per Bitcoin. Uh, so we can talk about that. Plus, the metaverse. We've been discussing the, the not the government so much, but these big mega corporations like Facebook. Uh, of course, they renamed themselves to Meta because they're now focusing on pimping this metaverse concept we we dug into that uh, over the last few weeks and you know what's it really all about it's just it just seems like a repackaging of the same old stuff that's been around for decades now uh, except now with vr essentially virtual worlds well an early tester of the horizon worlds by facebook says that they were groped by a stranger and that somehow being in vr made it worse so I'm not really sure how that works, but we'll... Wait, they were groped by a stranger in, in VR? In VR, <laughs> yeah. And somehow it was worse. How? Because it felt so real. Yeah, I don't know. We'll get it. It's pretty ridiculous sounding. We'll, wow. we'll get into that too. Uh, plus, Bonnie, you're going to tell us about uh, somebody saying keep complying, although I don't know if they're being facetious or not. We'll, we'll get into that too. Uh, of course, your calls, your thoughts, welcome. 603-283-6160. But to start things out here tonight... Uh, we are now streaming on yet another video streaming platform, so I want to welcome anybody who might happen to be watching us on Float, which I don't know how many there are right now because we just started streaming, so probably most people there don't know that we're there, uh, but we are now there. We've, we've had the founders of Float on the show on a few different occasions. Their website is float.app. It's spelled funny, right? Like a lot of these internet things are spelled different, so it's F-L-O-T-E dot A-P-P, float dot app. And it is a a freedom-friendly platform, a libertarian, dare I say, operated platform. Uh, Kingsley and Aaron Edwards are the uh, the couple that is putting this thing together. They've they've done a lot of stuff in the the freedom world, especially out west. I think they still live in Las Vegas, and they put this uh, platform together a couple of years ago. And uh, you know, I joined it, and it's it's active. Uh, I I joined it a couple of years ago, and it was active, and I just you know kept checked it again. Uh, and it still seems like it's even more so than the, than it ever was. So if you're looking for a uh, another, I'm not going to call it self-hosted, but they're self-hosting it. It's their own platform, so it's not like a Mastodon. I think they, I think they rolled this one up fresh. I think they programmed this one themselves. So it's not something that's like off the shelf. It's their own system. And one of the things they have over there at Float that Mastodon definitely doesn't have is a live streaming platform. So that's where we're at right now. And you mentioned, Chris, that you'd spotted the same news that I did uh, that Float posted about on their social media accounts. And that is that they have now been threatened by the almighty powers of Google. 
yeah, they're um, they're being forced to censor if they don't want to be censored themselves effectively from the Google Play Store, as I understand it. Um, there's actually not a whole lot. That's pretty much all there is to to the story. story. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. It's like it's a censorship. It's it, it, as I understand it, it was intended to. Uh, I guess help thwart censorship, and it's supposed to be the free speech platform, if I'm not mistaken. And and it's one of them. I mean, we've uh, got one too. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. That's it's one of them. But it that that's what it was its intent anyway, right? Right. And uh, Google Google just doesn't like free speech. It's it's uh, it's not it's not very. It, it's funny. It's like a, be, uh, what is it? Uh, do no evil or something like that. But um, I guess that doesn't include it. Doesn't include. No, any they kinda, stopped that. That was a that okay. was like an old um, byline or whatever for Google or or. What do you call it? Tagline? Yeah. Company ta- mission tagline, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. Um, they got but, rid of that years ago. Yeah. And it's it's kind of it's kind of like, OK, I guess I guess they don't even have a, a patriotic uh, uh, desire, I guess, of some kind, because, because that's I mean, that's part of uh, uh, you would think kind of like the American kind of uh, freedom of speech. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's part of the American way of life, supposedly. Right. Yeah. I do find myself wondering and, you know, again, of their their social media post, all they say is Google threatened they will ban our app unless we censor our users. We knew this day would come, which is why we built an APK that is available on their website, joinfloat.com. Again, that's F-L-O-T-E. They say we will not be told how to run our company. We will stand by our principles and defend free speech. Thanks. So kudos to them for that. Um, but I am curious, like, what did the actual notice from Google say? Because uh, we know Apple has done this in the past to different groups. Like, for instance, Telegram uh, is one oh, group yeah. that Apple came to and said, you have to remove these these rooms, you know, whatever they were about. I don't remember what the specific issue were. These these chat rooms must be removed from your platform or we're going to deplatform you. So, so uh, Telegram did that in order to stay on Apple, but those things are still accessible through their other apps, just not through the Apple app. And the same thing's true, uh, by the way, for Odyssey. I heard Odyssey being uh, their former president being interviewed, Jeremy Kaufman. Uh, well, I forget where he was being interviewed, but he was t- talking about how when you search for certain terms on Odyssey, which is the streaming plat- one of the streaming platforms we're on, they block them on Apple. So they had to block specific terms like I don't know if it was COVID related. I think it might have been some sort of COVID related uh, search terms. So you cannot find those videos easily on the iPhone version of Odyssey. Now, If you go on their website, you can you can search whatever you want. If you use I presume the Android app, you can search whatever you want. But the iPhone version uh, restricted. So this has been done a number of times. It is a power move by Google and Apple where they know that they're in control of the two largest platforms for app finding on the planet, right? The Google App Store and the Apple App Store or Google Play Store, I guess they call it. That's yeah. where you got to be. It's yeah, it's it's not and, and it's it's kind of concerning because it's not just Apple and Google, right? Really you can avoid Apple and Google to some degree. Um, but there's also governments who have, have basically been doing the same thing. I believe like Italy, it might have been Italy. Um there was a there was um I forget exactly what was censored, but there were there was stuff that was being censored. And I don't know. I think that might I don't know if that has also. And this is the other scary thing. It, this may also affect not just people in Italy. It may affect people outside of Italy. Um, so you may be getting censored by China or who knows, you know, what other countries. Now, often it is restricted to like 
you know Amazon Amazon I believe um had was well they were they were <laughs> They're trying to get into uh, China's good graces, mm. so and it came out here the other or today, I think it was even um, that they basically uh, they were censoring stuff. I think in at, at their Chinese version of Amazon, so it was, it's like Amazon.cn. Um, oh, really? Yeah, um, but they, they like think, certain products were being blocked. Um, I I think it was the reviews, oh, and it had to okay. do with like the president's book or something like that. <laughs> so they <laughs> of just course. I, and I wasn't clear. no negative reviews allowed, right? right? Well, All five stars, right? <laughs> so I, I think I don't know. It wasn't really clear if they disabled reviews for all products. Uh. Or if it was just the one book, or what the story was, but um, but they also said some other things that like they were turning in dissidents and things, and yeah, like Whoa. like really crazy stuff. Um, actually, yeah. actually, that's probably another good story. Um, I don't I don't know if I have it in my notes or not, but um, yeah, it's, it's pretty insane what some of these companies will do to get into the Chinese market. They oh, will yeah. do anything the Chinese government gang asks them or you know demands that they do. Because they want to make money. Yeah, I always uh, it's 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 interesting. I I've avoided Amazon for for I avoided it for so many years, uh, and I still try to avoid it to you know the best of my ability. But it's really hard to avoid sometimes. Yeah. Weren't you using them to buy stuff through purse at one point? Oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's this is what I mean. It's like it's really it's hard, hard to, to avoid, avoid Amazon. Especially when you can get 10% off through SaveItFirst.com. <laughs> More coming up here. Uh, you can share your thoughts with us. We'll get into Bonnie's story about uh, compliance. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Phone's open here if you want to join us. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Chris. Don't forget, you can check out uh, Bitcoin.com. they got the latest news headlines every single day from the world of cryptocurrency. Uh, it's not just all. It's just not just about Bitcoin. They cover a lot of different stuff there over at news.bitcoin.com. Plus, if you're brand new to cryptocurrency, it might be a good time to get into the world of crypto, given that Bitcoin is down quite a bit from its peak of sixty-eight thousand and change. I think it hit uh, like three or so weeks ago. I feel like it keeps going up. For it, yeah, it was like I thought it was like sixty-six or something like that, and then it, it goes, was sixty-six. And then I heard sixty-seven, and yeah. I'm here at sixty-eight. But now it's forty-six, so yep. it's down a little bit. It's on sale. Yeah, it might be a good time to look at it. You know, maybe as a Christmas gift or something like that. Uh, head over to Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. And you can start learning about cryptocurrency because, again, it's technology that is here to stay. And we think it's pretty important. So, in fact, we'll talk about Bitcoin coming up here because there's yet another proclamation that Bitcoin is on the verge of death. And we can talk about that. But but first, we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. Sydney is on the line in Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live, Sydney. Hey, guys. Uh, I just wanted to bring up, you were talking about yesterday, Adam Kokesh. I, don't, yeah. I haven't followed Adam Kokesh on a daily basis for a long time, and I actually didn't look into this case much. I heard you talking about him briefly yesterday, mm-hmm. and what came to mind immediately is that any time I think a lot of these activists, they speak out and they create dialogue, that I think that there are people out there that are putting targets on their back. 
I think Adam Kokesh for a long time is one of those people that just because of his position, his activism, he puts a big target on his back. He brings sure. a lot of people to the, the Liberty uh, community, um, and he's got his own little thing, his own little spin. People have different opinions about him. But, um, you know, a long time ago, we were in Philadelphia. I was at a protest, and he got arrested. And it was obviously a free speech thing. He did then exactly what he's doing now. He just basically held his ground, didn't cooperate with the system. And I think it was like a week or 10 days later, they let him out with no charges. Mm. Once again, it was the feds that were trying to go for him. Uh, I think that's the case right now. So I really think that people like him, other people, the Crypto Six, I think you speak out and there's a target on your back. So I, I think yeah. this is like a PSA that, I, you know, for him, he's got to travel in groups. I think the streaming thing that he doesn't have video, he's got to get a better setup. I think um, operational security. Well, I mean, if you're in the middle of nowhere, you're not going to be able to stream, right? Like if, And I presume that's where this Sawatch County is in Colorado. <laughs> I'm guessing he's just, it was not in a cell phone uh, well-covered area, so I think that's why we didn't get a stream from him. But you're certainly right. Traveling in a group is obviously a, a you know a better move than driving somewhere all by yourself. But you know one of the things that Adam did was he moved down to Arizona and set up a uh, kind of a homestead down there. And he he you know I think he lives with his wife, but I don't think he's got like a bunch of people around. It's not like here in New Hampshire where a quick phone call or a quick message <laughs> or a quick two-way radio communication can get a handful of people to to show up in relatively short order in an emergency situation because well, we're within a relatively close uh, distance from one another here. We got a high concentration of activists. So unfortunately, he doesn't have that support system down there. That said, he does have a lot of support outside of his area so he did have a ton of people calling the jail where he's being held there in Sawatch County uh, Colorado and he said that it made a difference in the in the message that we played from him yesterday so he definitely does have support and I think you're right Sydney you know when you when you step out there and you put yourself out there in in favor of freedom if you are actually making an impact and you're reaching people with these ideas you're also going to reach the ears of the federal government gang, and, and they want to hurt you. And he was saying that yesterday, that he basically knows that he is sacrificing himself. Yeah, he threw himself on the on the wheels yeah. of the gears of the system. You know, and, and th- the thing is with this is this is why more people need to step up and speak out, because right. the, more, the more people who do, the harder it is for them to go after select people. I mean, they can still try, but it's there's, if there's too many people speaking out, it, it gets a lot harder. It's scary, though, right? Like, that's why they come after Adam. It that's is. why they come after us, because they want to show how scary they are and how dangerous they are, and they can put somebody in prison for two life sentences yep. plus 40 years, like they did with Ross Ulbricht, just for running a website. And they want to to cow you into submission. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, it's it's definitely they they definitely want you to be afraid of them. And I think one of the ways you can push back with, and not even necessarily kind of cross the line, but just show them that you're not afraid. You know, show up to record. You know, somebody being arrested mm-hmm. or you know a raid occurring or you know go to protests. You know, uh, most people are super afraid of the police. So even just showing up to like a DUI checkpoint, you know, that has an impact. Sydney, anything else yeah, you want to share? Very, 
yeah, I think he's a very strong man, and he'll be fine. Uh, he's kind of on his spiritual retreat, as you guys like to call it. Yeah. He likes to call it that. So um, thinking <laughs> back to the time he was arrested in Philadelphia, there was very clear and obvious video evidence. There were hundreds of people there at the Smoke Down 420. Yep. And so that didn't really help him, you know, getting just because there's evidence of it um, that they're acting criminally and just going after him didn't stop them from doing it. So he's going to stand his ground. Hopefully he wins this. And um, like in Philadelphia, the smoke down 420, in the end, years later, we can look back and we won that. You know, marijuana is becoming decriminalized, legalized even in many places. And so slowly these things are changing. And hopefully Adam Kokesh is going to get a win and that will help to change things. And help yeah, I hope so. And I appreciate your optimism. Now, you're calling from Pennsylvania. Are you there in Philly or are you elsewhere? No, I'm in, I'm in I'm near Pittsburgh. Oh, Pittsburgh. I actually fled from New York City uh, because of COVID. I'm so happy I'm not there. Um, the, the COVID madness continues, and it seems that there's, it's getting worse now that we go into the winter. Uh, in terms of the messaging, apparently a lot of people are going to die. And you're going to die, and your family's going to die if you're not vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, well, now so I was going to mention that. I'm in Pennsylvania now. I hope to make it up to New Hampshire. Um, I've been to Great. Fest. You know, I'm involved. It's just I, I have things pulling me in many directions. But I hope to make up there to New Hampshire in a few years. I do have a question for yeah. you really quick. You can sure. talk about it when I get off. Uh, if New Hampshire achieves independence, what do you see the immigration policy being? So for somebody like me and many other people that are not in New Hampshire right now, in two years, what's it going to be like to, to go into the independent nation of New yeah. Hampshire? That's an excellent question, and I, I hope you can get here sooner rather than later to help us declare independence, because the more people who believe in the freedom to travel, and thank you, Sydney, for your call tonight, the more people who believe in the freedom to travel that move here sooner, that move here before independence is declared. And it could happen as early as November, by the way. We've got a ballot measure or a, a, a bill that could, if voted by more than 60% of the House and the Senate here in New Hampshire, could end up on the ballot uh, in 2022, in November of 2022. So independence for New Hampshire could be that soon. Now, that's optimistic, but it could happen. And uh, and I think it there's a possibility that it could happen. So if we've got more people who believe in the freedom to travel here when New Hampshire declares independence, then the policy that will be set for the border is more likely to be openness and freedom. Because that's the schism is going to happen. As soon as we declare independence, there's going to be a group of people who supported independence but want to lock down the border. Sure. The amendment doesn't actually uh, say anything about it. No, it doesn't. Presumably, it would be open borders. I don't think that there would be a group of people people big enough to lock down the borders in New Hampshire. I think it'll be hard to lock them down either. Be too hard. Well, yeah. let's talk about it coming up here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farms, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com Free Talk Live. Phones open if you want to join us here. The number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Freedoms Phoenix is a liberty-oriented news aggregation site 
And you can go there, sign up for their daily dispatch if you want to get the latest on science, technology, historical findings, liberty, news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state right in your inbox. Or just go and get the latest stories anytime over at freedomsphoenix.com. They've got it there. Freedoms with an S, phoenix.com. Freedomsphoenix.com. As we continue, Ian, Bonnie, and Chris in the studio, we were just talking with a gentleman about... New Hampshire independence and what the border situation is going to look like. And I think we can we can do some speculating because ultimately that's really all we can do at this point. We're not to that uh, to that event. At some point, I believe that is going to happen. And I think that uh, certainly the more people that we can gather here who love freedom and who love the idea of independence, the better off we're all going to be. So the sooner we can secede. The more people, because look, all you got to do is come here and start talking to these state representatives about putting this thing on the ballot and then show up on uh, November, whatever it is next year and, and vote. vote for it. We've already done that part, a part of that for you. <laughs> it's on the ballot or well, it's, it could be. It's, uh, it's an it, amendment anyway that's yeah, been proposed it by still has to the pass. representatives. It still so. has to pass the right. House and the Senate here in New Hampshire at so. 60%. So it's. A little bit of a supermajority there. Right. All they have to vote for is to put it on the ballot, and then we'll get to vote in November. Correct. 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 So it is doable, but the more people that can move here before November, the more doable it'll it'll be, right? Like so, there's there's a sense of urgency here because we don't get to do it in three years. Well, hold on. Let's say it doesn't go forward. Let's say it it dies. It gets you know rejected by the New Hampshire House or Senate, and it doesn't make it to the ballot. Right. We don't get to try again next year. In 2023, they, there's a rule in New Hampshire that the same bill can only be submitted every other year. Hmm. So it would have to be it would have to wait until 2024 at that point. Now, that doesn't mean that you couldn't submit a similar bill. I think I'm not sure what all the rules are about that. So maybe there could be like an alternate version somehow, some way. I, I, we'll have to talk to the state reps about that. Yeah, I, I, if I, the time comes. I think we can. I think what it would be is we'd be able to basically shoot for something that makes us more independent, but without actually declaring independence. Maybe uh, that would be okay, but we wouldn't be able to spit basically the same bill again. Yeah, Keep FBI out of our state. Yeah, like, there you go. Nullification. Right. Right. Some sort of nullification bill. Something that you know says you know well we we don't. I don't know something something that basically just doesn't allow like federal government to interact with state employees Postal something like service, that would help. i'm okay with letting them continue to yeah, deliver mail for that's now. okay not forever uh but let's talk about the border question because that was what he was asking about and you guys don't believe that it's possible that there could be new hampshire state border controls in the nation of new hampshire uh the republic of new hampshire or whatever it would end up being you guys don't think that's a possibility and i don't know there's some paranoid anti-immigration people all who are going to stop their jobs to just be border control i don't think that there would be a substantial uh border patrol or anything of that nature just because it wouldn't be economically um it wouldn't be economically i don't i, wouldn't, I don't want to say viable but it's uh it wouldn't be in our interest, right? It wouldn't be in our economic interest. It wouldn't be in the United States' economic interest. It definitely wouldn't be in you know Maine's economic interest. You right? definitely don't want to keep trade so, out, even right. as even as a border lockdown right. person. You know that trade still got to come across those borders. There's still right. got to be trucks moving product in and out. Um, and and to your point, 
there's not a wall on the Canadian border either, right? So the odds yeah, they're another country already. Is I mean, of course, that that actually I think makes the argument that we would be we would be uh, uh, we would end up with maybe not a border wall, but border guards because Canada is also fairly similar to the United people in the United States. Although the difference between Canada and say New Hampshire is that you've got Maine and you can't get to Maine unless you go through either Canada or Mm -hmm. New Hampshire. So it would be I think it would be less likely than than I, I think we'd have even less restriction than canada um so and canada is not easy to go through that border so i just think who are these people you guys think are gonna stop doing whatever jobs they do now just to have the job of standing there and making sure nobody crosses the invisible line well, I, I mean, mean the of u.s course government's gonna... got people in those jobs so why wouldn't people get hired i mean working for the government you get the all US the government, government wouldn't be part of new hampshire i know i'm just saying but people work those jobs they get government benefits they get government paychecks if Here's here's what I suspect. If they're going to have a border, right? If they're going to have like a, like border guards, it's mm-hmm. probably going to be minimal um, to the extent where oh, you flash your you know driver's license or something of that mm-hmm. nature. Because I, I mean, just I mean, just think about it. Because what's the alternative? If if they if, if, the alternative is they literally are cutting Maine off. They're not going to do that. Yeah, the it's strongest just, argument is the way New Hampshire currently is yeah. is super cheap. Like New Hampshire, as far as frugal, New Hampshire as a state government is it's still a state, so they still spend too much money on a lot of things. But when you compare New Hampshire's state government and its budget, for instance, to yeah. other states, it's actually going down. The the free staters yeah. and the liberty uh, state reps actually passed a smaller <laughs> budget for this next year. They're cutting taxes. I've They're never heard of. I, taxes. I've heard of I've heard of governments cutting taxes, but I've never heard of a government. Uh, reducing its budget, right? Because yeah. because p- governments will cut taxes by increasing borrowing, right? And then you'll pay that you'll you'll see increase in tax next year, Later. even though the taxes this year right. go down, right? But when you reduce the budget, there's no future where you have to pay you know those taxes, like it increases yeah. taxes. And there's like these little things in New Hampshire. I remember when I first moved here, we were trying to find the the house that we're broadcasting from, and I wasn't able to find it. Like, we just happened to drive around for a while in Keene until we finally saw the street. <laughs> and the thing is that you'll notice when you're up here is, like, when I, where I'm coming, where I come from, on every street corner, there's a sign. There's a sign that tells you oh, yeah. what the streets are that you're turning on or off of, whatever. Not in New Hampshire. Yeah, my my street that I live on doesn't even have a stop sign. And that's not, that's not like an accident. It's like humming. Yeah. Yeah, so but I mean like street signs to tell you where you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I was up here working, knocking on doors in the middle of nowhere in New Hampshire, everywhere, it's true. They just don't have street signs sometimes, and you're like, I don't know what street I'm on. I think it's because they're so frugal. Somebody said some. You know, I just the way these people are up here. I know that somebody went in front of the you know the state reps a long time ago and said, Well, you know what? We should have street signs at every intersection. And someone else was like, Are you kidding? We can have street signs only at the you know one end of the street, and that's good enough. And that way, they cut the cost in half, right? They don't have to have as many street signs uh, out there. I yeah. think that's honestly what they did. I, I could I could see it being like I don't know how it works in New Hampshire. Like, what determines whether or not there's a stop sign or you know a street sign? What and, I've noticed uh, from observing yeah. this over the years is usually you'll see the street sign at the main intersection okay. on that road. So if if the road that you're on is like going through a neighborhood, yeah. you won't see it at the little neighborhood intersections. You'll only see it at that front intersection when it's hitting that main drag out in front of the neighborhood. 
That's the only place they'll put one. Yeah, that makes sense. So that, that, that's probably road. what it is for yeah. the street signs. I, I'm still trying to figure out the stop sign thing, though. Maybe just because they know people will stop on your street or die. Because I mean, it's, it's like a right, major road. It is obvious, So, right? yeah, you and, obviously are going to stop. And I think where they're lacking stop signs, it's obvious that you have to stop. But it's still, it's like one of these things where it's like, I, I don't... I don't know. It just seems you're so saying weird. there's no stop sign where it tees off on the major road where you're leaving yeah. your neighborhood. Yeah, mm-hmm. like there has to be a That's stop great. sign there. Like you have. There's no way you cannot stop. And but people um, stop anyway because you know, yeah, because self preservation, right? right. Self preservation. But uh, you know, it's kind of funny because it kind of goes goes to the makes the point of we actually don't need as much government as people think we do. Like right. who's yeah. going to maintain the roads? Well, clearly the stop signs aren't that important if we have lots of streets that don't have stop signs on them someone will maintain the roads i mean it is absolutely something that the marketplace is going to provide so i think that's actually an argument in y'all's favor that it's given how frugal how skin flint uh the people of new hampshire are it doesn't seem likely that they're going to want to spend a bunch of money on restricting we don't even have mandated car insurance in new hampshire and without (laughs) all the without all the federal regulations i think business is going to be just way too profitable for people to want to just work for the government standing there guarding the roads you're going to want to be doing your own thing something and productive doing some something productive with way less government loop uh, hoops to jump through where you can make a lot more money well i hope you're right about that because i know those people are going to be loud and they do exist i mean we've run into some of them when we've been talking about new hampshire independence they'll they'll start salivating about the border and oh <laughs> we gotta keep the mexicans out so oh, those people are crazy. out there we're and not even if we don't even have a border with Mexico. We're gonna have to we're gonna have a conflict with them once we secede. <laughs> There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Chris. Of course, you can bring up whatever is on your mind. That is the point of the program. We've got stuff to talk about here tonight, though, including somebody got molested, apparently, in the metaverse. And uh, I don't even know what that's supposed to mean. But that's what they're saying. They're saying they were groped by a stranger. And we can get into that coming up here in moments. Plus, somebody's saying the uh, Bitcoin may not last that much longer. Oh, we'll my see God. why they're making that claim, which has, you know, been made a million times about Bitcoin. But maybe they got something new. Maybe they've got something fresh. We'll get into that. Uh, but, uh, Bonnie, you had a story actually you wanted to share with us last night. We just didn't get a chance to get it on. It's about obedience. Yes, a lawyer in New Jersey has written this, um, I guess, opinion article called First Comply, Then We'll Grant You Some Rights. And where's this from? Brownstone Institute. I think Jeffrey Tucker's been writing for them. I don't know if that's something he founded, but he does a lot of writing over there. So they've got some good content. Well, it starts off. More and more people feel like something is off about our response to the COVID pandemic. This pandemic is claimed by political establishment profits to be the first time in history that we need universal worldwide vaccination to dissipate a respiratory pathogen. The proffered vaccines do not provide sterilizing immunity. Rather, they lead to regular breakthrough infections. 
Yeah, we are directed to mix and match them as we like on a regular basis in order to eat in restaurants and attend events. Oh, by the way, another headline related to the vaccines. According to the Daily Mail in the UK, the CDC is now warning Americans not to get the Johnson & Johnson shot. Due to a blood clot risk following nine deaths, a panel from the CDC unanimously recommended that people take the other vaccines. Yeah, because the government has actual, uh, I don't know, interest in Moderna. Oh, they're getting uh, a cut, right? They've got like yeah. some sort of a share. Agreement, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, interesting. Yeah, it's, it would have been nice to know that, what, six to eight months ago when people were getting <laughs> we're taking the, the Johnson, Johnson & Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, I know somebody that has gotten the Johnson Johnson a lot of people were like, I'm going to get Johnson & Johnson probably because know it's a safer. Few people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having recovered from the disease itself does not suffice to maintain your rights. The ability to prove that you are not susceptible to the pathogen due to inherent good health does not suffice. To maintain freedom of movement, you must submit to the injections. Something is off. I refuse. Yeah. They want us to take these vaccines very badly. They want to build a QR tracking infrastructure on this safety premise very badly. And we heard recently that Massachusetts, its governor, was saying within the last couple weeks that he's talking with up to 15 to 20 other governors around uh, the country to institute some sort of a vaccine passport. They're trying to get something that's standardized across all of the states instead of it being, you know, one app over here in New York and a different app in, you know, Pennsylvania or whatever. They're trying to get mm. some sort of a deal with some tech company, but it's it's still in the talking phase, it sounds like. So it's not immediate. They're working on it. So it's happening. She's get not ready. just, you know, making it up. It's not a crazy right. conspiracy theory. Well, She's- I mean, this... A lot of people thought that this was conspiracy theory. You know, a couple of years ago, they thought the conspiracy theorists were crazy. And they've (laughs) turned out to be absolutely right on this issue, at least. She says, one must ask, did they ever have a legitimate basis to lead us to this point? Did they really believe they could save grandma with a lockdown? By picking apart the superficially flawed justification they gave to the terrified world population for first imposing universal house arrest, we can see that they did not. Both the WHO and the Imperial College modeler Neil Ferguson called for a lockdown specifically based on China's Wuhan lockdown of January 2020. They admitted that lockdown was something no one previously believed would work. When Xi Jinping succeeded, they abruptly reversed course 180 degrees, calling for the entire world to copy China. This is a quote from Neil Ferguson, quote, It's a communist one-party state, we said. We couldn't get away with it in Europe, we thought, and then Italy did it. And we realized we could. If China had not done it, the year would have been very different. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and then the World Health Organization came out later and they said, oh, yeah, yeah, we shouldn't do lockdowns. Lockdowns, uh, they don't work. Yeah, they're just going to try them again anyway. I think the I, I mean the only chance the lockdowns I don't I wouldn't say work but they might have reduced the initial spread like if it had been done right away but China like you they China didn't even let the world know that it existed until like months and months later after it, it first broke out well plus there was all this so, propaganda that was coming out from China trying to scare people about people do- you know dropping dead in the streets yeah and none of that ever really happened so I'm pretty sure that was just completely state created fakery you know yep sounds about right that just has not happened in the rest of the world six weeks after the discovery of the first case the WHO press or during a press conference sold the world on lockdown 
by claiming it's the WHO. Yeah. By claiming that Wuhan's curve is flatter compared to other regions of China. The data it used to make this case, a case that it knew would devastate world economies and any individual human who could not earn money by sitting in front of a computer screen, was presumably provided via the communist dictator. Quote, So here's the outbreak that happened in the whole country on the bottom. Here's what the outbreak looked like outside of Hubei. Here are the areas of Hubei outside of Wuhan. And then the last one is Wuhan. As you can see, the curve is much flatter. Sorry, hold on. I'm just trying to see if this quote is even important. He says, in this report, we have recommended this method to the internal community. Okay, so mm. that's just the quote of him recommending it. This superficially pleasing explanation, when easily accepted by a trusting, scared person, raises huge red flags on closer analysis. First, how was the testing in the various regions conducted? Was it randomized throughout the population, or were there only those who presented it? Uh, clinics or hospitals tested well plus whatever it is that they're going to say you have to believe the chinese government yeah so why i mean that's the whole thing like i get people were scared i get that right like at the earliest stage it was unknown we didn't know what was going on yeah there were crazy videos coming out from china which should have been the first red alert for people like hey this is the chinese government like all governments, government gangs around the world, they are liars. Okay, just like the United States government gang, liars. Chinese government gang, also liars. So those of us who know a thing or two about the state should immediately have been skeptical of all of this. But understandably, still, some people were, you know, concerned, right? Like, what if this really was a real thing? What if people really were, you know, I'm, dying? I was into, I understand that states are liars and all that, but I was a little scared because I wouldn't put it past them to create some virus that kills half the population. I, so I, I was a little scared at first. I, I have to say, I, I wasn't so surprised that China would go to the extent that they did uh, to stop the spread of what seemed like maybe was a deadly virus. What was more surprising was that the rest of the world, or at least the West went to the degree that they did to, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I guess it's stop was the it virus. Was it really a surprise to you? Yeah. That, I mean, that, that these governments to used the extent this as that they did. I mean, the economic you were surprised they pushed it as far as they did? Yeah, I mean, it just doesn't seem like it's in the interest, and it still to me doesn't seem like it's in the interest of those in power. And I, I just, I'm, I'm... But that's the thing. They want power, right? I mean, some of them want money. I guess they have the money, so they want the, the power, yeah. like a different kind of power. Yeah. And I, I, it's I, sick. You, it's the only it's thing that to, makes sense, but right. it's, it's hard, hard to believe. For, well, it's hard for people like us who don't seek power who aren't you know we're interested in providing a service or a product or whatever to the to the rest of the world we're interested in helping uh people get you know the things they're looking for in life whereas the state is interested in taking all that away the state yeah. is interested in control the state isn't interested in freedom and allowing and tolerance and love or anything like no, that definitely not they're they're or peace they're interested in all of the opposites so of course it's hard for us to fathom why they would do the things that they do we are not those people. Mm. I think that they knew that basically Bitcoin literally killed states. It's just going to be a slow death. They knew, they realized. Well, you probably, think this is in reaction to Bitcoin? Oh, yeah. I think a, a few years ago, maybe several years ago, they already figured out that their demise is imminent because of Bitcoin. The only thing they can do is take more power. I, mm. I think it's more, I think the, 
I think the more plausible explanation is not so much Bitcoin, but that, but but it's sort of connected to Bitcoin in a way. Is that the financial system was bound? It was it was already beginning to collapse, and it's not yeah. like they could withhold or hold off any further. And this is just basically a good excuse to kind of explain away, you know, the, the actual collapse that's now happening. That is true too. That's an interesting theory. So you to know. blame the financial system's difficulties. Oh, it's COVID's fault. Yeah, you know, we couldn't have. Right, right. We couldn't have done anything about it. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. COVID. Now we have to spend trillions of dollars. That's the reason. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. There's more to your story, right, Bonnie? Yeah. Coming up here about obedience and how being obedient doesn't get you more freedom. Doesn't work that way. That's not the deal. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings. The simple way to deal with your negative thinking the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved. To stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the show. Phones are open here if you want to join us. You can do that. Number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. By the way, I want to say thanks to Roger Paxton. He is a Free Talk Live supporter via the AMPS program. Thanks, Roger. He actually joined as a gold-level AMP. You can do that over at amps.freetalklive.com. Get you some cool perks and some bennies. And it helps us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live. So if you like what we do, like Roger Paxton does, you can help us out over at amps.freetalklive.com. As we continue here, we're going to get back into Bonnie's story about how obedience is not the path to more freedom. Uh, We'll get into that. But first, we're going to Sarah in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Sarah. Oh, yes. I just want to mention that. I recently got a um, free bottle of geranium oil as a present, and I thought geranium was a flower, and um, I, I did not know people used the oil out of it. I, I am just completely clueless. So do you guys have any experience with geranium oil? No, I, I don't really get into the whole, like, various different essential oils thing but i did look it up here and you don't have the internet do you sarah no i i just i you know i'm too cheap i all i got is a dumb phone and i don't like to use a computer because it it's too dirty for me with all too the dirty well you, i could go to the university union and they have free computers and libraries uh, but, but you're no, a germaphobe just, you don't want to touch a mouse that somebody else or a keyboard that somebody else might have already touched yeah, I'm really paranoid. I've always been that way before with it, but with a virus, 
It's even worse. You can always you grab know? some latex gloves, though. Just bring a few latex gloves with you and then snap those on before you sit down uh, at the keyboard. Because, you know, now that uh, you've been calling again, you haven't called. There was like a two-year, two-and-a-half-year period where you didn't call the show. Now you're calling regularly again. And, and you just reminded me that Sarah uses us as her, like, personal Internet search in a lot of cases where uh, <laughs> so she doesn't have the Internet. So oh, like, as soon as she called up, you know, we're screening. We always screen calls briefly here. We don't usually ask much of our callers during the screening process just real quick what do you want to talk about she said geranium oil i said all right well i'm gonna have to look that one up because i don't know what that is and according to uh, according to one of the websites Mm -hmm. that will sell it to you they claim that it promotes the appearance of clear healthy skin and may give hair a vibrant healthy glow so it is a uh, a beautician or beauty product, apparently. Now, whether or not it actually does those things, I don't know. Bonnie, you're into beauty products and things like that, and you've never heard of this. Well, I've never heard of gerani- geranium oil specifically, and I just looked up what a geranium flower looks like. But I would just say, Sarah, if you like the way it smells, put it in your hair and then take a shower. But if you don't like the way it smells, then don't put it on you because I used to be into all those oils and things and I really think that they're, I think it's fake. Like, there are all kinds of different oils that are supposed to be good for your skin. Mm-hmm. I was putting them on my skin and I was just breaking out. And oh once my. I once I stopped that and I just uh, took a way more simplistic approach, like using uh, soap that has no fragrances or dyes mm-hmm. and just one using that once a day and then a uh, regular salicylic acid uh, face wash the other time of the day, the night, then my skin cleared up so much. Putting these oils on your face is just clogging your pores. You should look up... Well, you can't look it up, but if... If somebody's listening and is interested, <laughs> look up how comedogenic a thing is before you put it on your face, because that is the level. There is a scale of how much it will clog your pores. Just stay away from things that clog your pores, and oil is always high on that. There's also just these oils are really expensive, by the way. I mean, they, whoever's uh-huh. selling these things is making money hand over fist on this. I mean, you can go and buy 15 milliliters, which is like almost nothing. Right, like fifteen milliliters, not a lot of product, and they they want fifty dollars for this thing. Well, the thing is, some of this essential oil have like insecticidal properties. So I was Hmm. wondering if this has like um, like what is camphor and menthol and eucalyptus? Like those are minty kind of things, right? Right. It actually you could mix it with water and spray it around your house, Mm. and it repels insects. Mm-hmm. So eucalyptus grows in Australia, so that's one of the properties. It's antibacterial. So I was wondering if uh, geranium had any other special properties and just uh, moisturizing. I don't know. You know I think I mean? I'm with Bonnie on this. I think a lot of it is just a placebo effect. Uh, you know, a lot. If somebody claims that this does a thing for them, it's probably because they believed that it would. And thank or you. they paid fifty dollars for. Yeah, it. yeah. My my aunt used to sell them and uh, the essential she, oils. Yeah, she got me into them, and she was told it a me, network marketing? Oh company? yeah, it was uh, Young Living. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is so that she, so she got you into it, and that's when you clogged your pores up, and yeah, that's when I was like, "Oh, this is so cool! They all do all kinds of different things." She told me about, and it just all of them just seemed to do the same thing, which was clog my pores. There were some that I liked the smell of more, so I put them in my infuser, like basically like a candle. Mm-hmm. But also, a lot of them are toxic to dogs and cats. Wow. 
All right, so do your research. In that case, that means go to the university, Sarah. <laughs> grab, you know, if you're afraid of the computers, just get some gloves and learn how to use the internet. You know, it's 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 high time because you know, unless you got an encyclopedia, and who the hell can get those anymore? I mean, is that even a thing now? Can can you still order encyclopedias? For, oh, if you're, that's a good question. You know, for they're your not going to have all the new information anyway. Like they're not going to have the information of what the young Ameri- or young living ladies say that oils do you might Thanks, be able to Sarah, get wikipedia on like a disc or something oh but a she doesn't have a computer yeah, she doesn't have that <laughs> never no. mind no uh anyway there you go uh if you want to weigh in here you're welcome to the number 603-283-6160 but I, i've seen some of these things before and it's just big money i mean these things are super super expensive so like you said chris you had an incentive to believe that yeah. it's actually doing because you paid $50 for 15 milliliters of oil uh, that, uh, yeah, I mean, if it smells good, is it, yeah, really, is it still worth 50, 50 bucks? This I don't reminds know. me of how businesses get away with charging like a ton more money for something than other businesses selling mm-hmm. the exact same product. It's like, it's Just the brand same product. Recognition. It, yeah, brand recognition. People feel even if it's not true that they're getting something that's better if Mm -hmm. it costs more so if you increase your prices you actually will find often that your sales go up satisfied customers (laughs) yeah Yeah. all right so if you want to join us again 603-283-6160 so to get back into the discussion we were having a few moments ago you have a story from brownstone institute i think it was uh bonnie that is about obedience and it's just sort of an overview so far of kind of the whole everything COVID that happened since uh, the beginning of 2020 yeah the whole covid thing she's talking about how just because wuhan supposedly had a flatter curve than the rest of china that's the whole basis why the world locked down and she says In short, each curve could have simply have depicted testing protocol. The tester could quite literally have compiled any curve it wanted. Even worse, there is a logical flaw. What she's talking about right now is the the Chinese government. She's talking about what was their methodology. We have really no idea. And they could have just said whatever they wanted. Yep. She says, even worse, there is a logical flaw so breathtaking that it is impossible to believe it could have been overlooked by all lockdown imposing world governments. Of the thousands of national, state, and local po- and uh, local political and media actors cheering on the lockdowns, at least one must have noticed that while the curve may have been flatter in Wuhan, the disease still went away in all of China. The supposed flatter curve in Wuhan had zero net benefit. The residents there suffered through the pain of lockdown. Neighboring regions did not. And they all ended up at the same point. With COVID. Yep. With likely coming across this thing, no matter how hard lockdown you were, because we did see the story uh, that I forget. I think it was the captain brought in on a Saturday night about how the U.S. military had an entire lockdown facility where they went to the max. I mean, they did everything they could, you know, double, triple cleaning all the door handles and, you know, multiple times a day. Whenever you use the bathroom, you have to clean the thing after you're done using the the, the bathroom. Like yeah. they had every potential th- thing covered. COVID still got Somebody still got COVID in there. Because it's an aerosol. Well, whatever it was, you know, there's no way to, there was no way to stop it. Yeah, right. Uh, And so, you know, freedom is more important and the freedom to choose certainly is critical. And there was almost no governments on the planet that actually, you know, allowed people to choose, make decisions for themselves. And it's still going on today. More coming up here. It's Free Talk Live.
It is Free Talk Live. Phones are open here if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and you can get it on an exchange, finally, xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com. Uh, you can join X Markets with just an email address and keep your privacy intact. And then deposit dozens of cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, and then use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org and buy or sell ITR on X Markets, exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. Uh, Bonnie, you're getting into a story here from the Brownstone Institute that understandably is uh, is a little skeptical of what the governments have been claiming about covid this this whole time uh, pointing out that the the chinese government of course never should have been trusted but yet governments around the, the planet early on did look to china and look to lockdowns that china was apparently utilizing and said oh ooh, we should try that too and of course as we know now it didn't do diddly to actually stop the spread of covid But that's not stopping them from round two of more lockdowns, as we've seen in Austria and now, I believe, Italy and was it Belgium, I think, as well, Germany. Now, anyone who is unvaccinated is essentially on a lockdown. You've got people being put into uh, quarantine camps in Australia and so on. So, you know, it hasn't gotten the restrictions haven't really lessened. Uh, they're, They're coming in hard and heavy. Anyway, Bonnie, what else did you want to share from this? Well, she's saying that cases have flatlined in China. Maybe not that it's at zero, but it's there's no like big curve. They're not reporting it, apparently. I could not find any numbers since uh, August. I just saw... I thought that was weird. On Google, it stopped in August. Yeah. But when I went to WHO... The um, World Health Organization? Yeah, it went all the way to the end of November. Hmm. And it's uh, most recent active covid cases said 400 but like 400 in a country of how many millions like a billion a billion people people, yeah well anyway she says contrast this flat line with the rest of the world particularly the countries that tried the hardest to replicate the chinese examples such as peru israel australia singapore new zealand and canada all of them have reported multiple waves of covid Despite all of the pain of lockdown, even mass vaccination has not stopped waves of cases. China is the only country with a perfectly flat curve, and it did that with a single city lockdown, despite reporting the presence of the virus in many other regions. Magic. World governments clearly know about this. They do not trust the communist dictator. If they really believed the disease was serious and China underreported cases, they would not be firing doctors and nurses who refused the vaccine after working safely with COVID patients for 18 months. Rather, they... I heard some places are reluctantly taking the doctors back. Mm -hmm. I don't remember where I I saw that story, but I saw a headline. Some state, somewhere, whatever, some some hospital system. Nurses and doctors, Yeah. yeah. They're like, okay, well, we screwed this one up. Uh, come on back. Well, good. Says rather they know that. Yeah, but the- would you want to go back and work for them? Like, if you were, <laughs> well, if, if you just if got your fired, passion was saving people from dying, then maybe you would. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I I would rather go back to work 
or somebody who started, oh, I don't know, a new hospital, right? Right. And uh, didn't it's have just so these, impossible. If only that was, yeah, if only that was easy right? to do. I, in, I know, in it's many regulated and yeah, all sorts of other trouble. But In many of these areas, you have to get a special permission slip, basically, yep. from the government gang in order to even open up a hospital. In, in order to take the risk of you know spending whatever kind of money you would need to, to open up your own hospital, it's not just good enough that you're willing to do it. You have to get a special dispensation in order to do it. Well, one thing we do know is that just following the rules that the government comes out with isn't going to get rid of the virus. You might as well just hire your nurses back because the virus is pretty much here to stay. Well, but they are, you know, it's all about signaling. They want to signal to people that they care and they're going to keep those unvaccinated people away, even though we've seen so many different stories, even in mainstream media, that vaccinated people get the virus, they carry the virus, they spread the virus. And, uh, you know, despite all of that, they still continue this, you know, this charade, basically, that, oh, well, you know, we care. And so that's why we fired 100 nurses here in, I think it was Cheshire County, they fired 100 nurses out of the hospital or something like that. Wow. Yeah. There was testimony about that at the uh, the hearing last week where hmm. they actually had some nurses get up there and one lady said, I'd be working for you. And she looks over at the hospital staff, the you know five people or whatever that came up from the hospital and said, I would work for you if you would, you know, hadn't put this policy into effect because the hospital administrator started out the whole hearing. He was speaking for like a half hour mm. and everybody else gets three minutes. But, uh, you know, he's speaking about how hard it is because they are they don't have a lot enough They're staff to take care of. And somebody is not somebody in the audience was like, well, yeah, you fired the nurses. <laughs> you know? So they called him out and and he deserved it. It was interesting. And by the way, that video is up now. If you want to check it out, uh, I did post the full video from the hearing last week, which Bonnie and I attended. We spoke at. And uh, so if you want to check that out, if you're just curious to see how it went, because there were a lot of really good speeches there. And of course, none of it mattered uh, to the uh, the bureaucrats or to the politicians in the in the city council who just went right ahead and did whatever they wanted and passed a mask mandate 10 to 3. But in case you wanted to see the footage, it's there. And the footage that I supply has both audio feeds. So I have the audio and I use video from the, the city uh, as well so it's got different video and different audio and because my audio is room audio and theirs was just the microphone you can hear more of the hecklers in the audience because like some, some of the, there was some heckling going on during oh, some of the, the speaking so you get to actually kind of hear the whole thing anyway go ahead bonnie well she says the disease curves rise and fall rise and fall it would be absurd to per- and perverse to conclude the rules work sometimes and fail at others yet they keep imposing rules the population complies, conditioned to an illusion of control, a superstitious belief that because we did something, it must have had an effect. But facts are facts. Even the vaccines have not stopped the virus. There are breakthrough infections. Desiring to be good people, everyone stays unthinkingly on the track that started with Wuhan's lockdown. Good people disobey bad laws. If you are just doing what you're told blindly, you're not a good person. You're a sucker. It takes work to decide what is the right thing to do. Yeah, you It's easy you... to just believe what the government tells you is the right thing to do. Right. They're trying to save grandma, but grandma's fate is sealed. What is actually happening is they are paving the way to routine universal mandatory vaccination. The political establishment intends to make the unvaccinated second-class citizens to dehumanize them and deny them basic rights many generations have taken for granted. This conditions the population to movement restrictions based on behavior. Compliance gets you rights, like a dog earning treats. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, the right term would be privileges in that case, because in order for it to be a right, you shouldn't be asked to comply. There's no or, or demanded you to comply. You have to earn a right. 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 Rights are just human nature. Yeah, kind of like they them. took away your right to travel and, and replaced your driver's it with a license and it's now a privilege. Right. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anything you have to get a pass to do. Whether it be you know going to the bathroom in in government school where you had to have a hall pass in some circumstances, you know, you that was have, always messed up. Yeah, you didn't even have a right to go pee. Right, like, it was a privilege. The... So, but that's what they were doing. They were training yeah, you for yeah. the real world, where you need a pass now to do anything in places like New York City and uh, what was the recent? Oh, Philadelphia. Somebody uh, called from there uh, earlier. A future tonight. that hadn't even occurred yet. Yeah. Well, they still had obedience things out there like driver's licenses That's and true. things like that. Uh, oh, you got to get your building permit. More coming up here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off, now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, phones open. If you want to join the show, you can. The number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Is Bitcoin on the way out? Is it going to die? That is what someone has been saying, some academic recently. And, of course, the news media loves loves it when people talk about the uh, you know the imminent death of Bitcoin. You better get out so I can buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll learn more about it coming up here uh, in moments. But we're sharing with you, uh, Bonnie's got a story tonight she wants to share, wanted to share with us about uh, just sort of an overview of the sad obedience that so many people have shown towards various different government gangs around the world and their demands when it comes to COVID, even though none of it has done anything. You know, like you can compare places like California where there's been a heavy level of restriction to other places like Florida or South Dakota or whatever, where there haven't been. Of course, Florida is more comparable because there's more population there. And you can see there's still, you know, people are still getting sick in California and the numbers aren't really, you know, worse or better. Last I heard, I think California was uh, was even worse in some cases. But and uh, we're just not doing it hard enough. We need to, you know, total lockdown. Total lockdown, you know. People need to, you know, lock their kids in the bathroom and, <laughs> you know, everybody can't talk to each other, can't go anywhere near each other. It didn't work in uh, the US military when they tried it. So Wear your masks in your own house during the holidays, please. 
Yeah, that's actually what the uh, the Keene mayor said last night at the end of their city council meeting after they had voted 10 to 3 in favor of another mask mandate. He literally said to people that they should wear masks inside their own homes on Christmas. It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, and pimping the vaccine, of course. So, Yeah, I mean... The- <laughs> And it's 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 humorous. Like it's like they take advice that might make sense, and then they they like are telling you to do things that don't make any sense, right? Like the masks don't stop the virus. Okay, <laughs> so why are you advising people to wear masks? Why are you making people wear masks? Yeah, well, they have, just for those that don't know, they did pass the mask mandate, which now is going to be different than last year's mask mandate that we protested here uh, in Keene, New Hampshire. This time, they're going to be targeting individuals. So last time, the target was on the business owner. So if somebody went into a business without a mask on and the police got called, then in theory, the business could be ticketed. Now, I don't believe they actually did issue any tickets for that because I don't think the cops actually wanted to do anything about it because mm. uh, to you know to their credit, <laughs> they don't. They actually agree with the freedom position on this particular issue. I, I think they, they find like like half a dozen businesses in all of new hampshire and then didn't the state refund uh those businesses new hampshire was the only state the only state to refund the covid fines from 2020 and i think there was yeah half a dozen i think it came out to like eight or ten thousand dollars total uh that they they get back to those businesses if they were still in business so uh bonnie you had this story here from the brownstone institute and you wanted to continue Okay, she says, in this system, which is the system of complying so you can earn your treats, uh, I mean, sorry, your rights back like a dog earning treats, Mm -hmm. in this system, which is steadily getting underway in country after country, a person who weighs 350 pounds is completely sedentary and eats a steady stream of Big Macs is considered healthy and accepted in society. The decisive factor is obedience. He dutifully takes all of the boosters. By contrast, a world-class athlete such as Novak uh, Jovovich cannot play tennis at the Australian Open. He is deemed an infection risk because he insists on maintaining his body using Eastern-style health practices, Hmm. the same ones that made him into the greatest tennis player of all time. Yeah, how dare somebody be in touch with their own body, you know, have a familiarity with uh, the foods... And the you know the exercise regimens that and you know whatever it is that they feel is helping them be the healthiest that they can be. How dare they know themselves? These government bureaucrats know what's right, and that is taking all the pharmaceuticals they say you're supposed to. I mean, isn't take. that the problem? They don't. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, isn't that why we have a problem still? Is because they don't know what they're doing. No, they don't know, but they pretend like they do. Right, exactly. It's like they pretend like they know what they're doing, but they have no idea what they're doing, and then they're just you know ordering people to do stuff. Well, they because, know what they're because doing because they because they want power. They I know mean, that's what they're doing, and they know that's is, what they're doing. This has nothing to do about the virus. It, no. It's all about the power. It's about power, and it's about funneling money to their buddies in the medical, pharmaceutical, industrial complex. Yep. That's what this is about. That's what she says here. She says the establishment would rather he copy the big. Mac devotee described above because it earns them, not him, more profits. Mm-hmm. The political establishment is so devoted to this cause that it is hard to see how we can extricate ourselves. Accepting the first lockdown was the decisive point. We sacrificed our rights due to fear, and nearly two years later, we still don't have them back. There's only one way out, and we can see it. We gotta start smoking. Smoking what? Cigarettes. <laughs> 
I don't think so, man. <laughs> no, the way out is political. The way out is, and I don't like politics. I find it to be detestable. But this is a political system that's being forced upon us. It's politicians that are trying to rule over us. So the only way to get out of this is a political migration. And that's what's been going on here to New Hampshire for the last almost two decades. Not quite. Uh, It's been more than 15 years. Come up in 2003, I think October 2003, it will have been two decades since uh, New Hampshire was chosen as the destination for the Free State Project, which is a migration of liberty-loving people coming to the same place. And we're seeing a larger number of people than ever before coming to New Hampshire, moving here, picking up their businesses, picking up their lives, their families, selling houses, getting out of wherever it is that they live. And coming to this place, that's how you get out of this. You have to have the population together who believes this is a sham. And it's interesting because it's growing. Uh, We've actually got people talking. Yeah, Yeah. and and I mean growing, not... And don't get me wrong, we've had people move from outside the United States, uh, you know, for the Free State Project before, but... We're seeing more people from outside the United States talking about moving to the United States yeah, if for you the can Free do State it, Project. It's not easy. Uh, so it isn't easy. And the fact that people are you know, at that point where it's like, yeah, I'm going to jump through all the hoops of the, because, again, do to, what it to takes. move to New Hampshire, unfortunately, right now, you have to go through the, the government's hoops, the United States hoops. And those are those are some pretty big hoops. Yeah. So if you're willing to go through that on top of you know everything else that's going on well you know what? Come on out. See if you can find somebody to fall in love with and get married. I mean, get, does what, that still work? Yeah, so as far as as long as it's a real marriage, right? Like they mm-hmm. they they're gonna test you. Mm-hmm. You know, they're very concerned with a sham marriage. So you do, you know, you probably should live with a person and actually care about them. <laughs> you know, that would uh, that would help you in that particular case. But uh, gay marriage is legal in New Hampshire, so you know, if there's a lot of dudes in the liberty movement, not so many women, but you know, as long as you're willing to <laughs> does. Uh... <laughs> Does, cuddle with whoever you want I'm to wondering, with. does the do the feds recognize the gay marriages at the federal yeah, level? For yeah, the, they, there was a Supreme Court case about that, wasn't there? Was there? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, they, they I must forced, have missed it, or I forgot uh, yeah, about it. I recall a few years ago they it was 2016, forced, right? Yeah, they you might for, be right. They forced gay marriage on all the states that didn't have it. If I recall oh. correctly, wait, I think they did. Yeah, it was like a big hubbub about. Yeah, it was 2016. <laughs> it was June yeah. 2016, right? Yeah. Possibly. Sounds right. I'm wondering what the context of that was now. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Case. It was still Obama, just barely still Obama. Oh, they had to recognize other states. No, 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 no. I think what it was is they had to recognize other states' marriages, gay marriages. Hmm. So they didn't necessarily have to allow issue for... Them? Yeah, they didn't have to... Yeah. Or maybe they well, did have to issue them because the one state, I remember there was uh, somebody like in... Whoever does the issuance refused to issue Yeah, them. it was like Tennessee. She was saying, yeah. I'm a judge or whatever and I'm not going to... Um, uh, Agreed to put my name on the gay marriages. By the so way, stupid. as I recall, New Hampshire, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, I believe New Hampshire was the first state to legislatively allow for gay weddings. I think there was something like that. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah, New Hampshire definitely was one of the states that led the way, I remember. Yeah. It uh, it wasn't first, but it was the first to do legislative. I don't know if it was... I don't know if it was gay marriage or was it civil. Uh, there was something else similar to, to gay marriage, but it was like I think they called it something else. But um, it was definitely one of the first states to kind of lead the way in gay marriage. Still, there's a ton of like lesbian, older lesbian couples here that drive Subarus. I mean, it's a oh, big really? thing. It's like a big thing to be a <laughs> like a lesbian and a couple and retire in New Hampshire. <laughs> I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, more coming up here. Six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. That's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. Funny, you got more to your story that you want to share with us. All right, we're coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. 
phones are open here if you want to join us. Plenty of time for you. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the failure of obedience and the system that is constantly demanding it, demanding more and more obedience, which is why, you know, maybe this is why they waited so long. They had to make sure they had a population who was easy to manipulate, that had been through government schools for generations, because that was one of the questions. Remember, like last year, one of the questions people were asking is, why now? Why wasn't it swine flu? Why wasn't it bird flu? Why wasn't it these other flus that that had happened and got some media attention, but didn't get, you know, didn't blow the doors off anything? We didn't see the government government gang responding in, in any way, shape or form like they have been in the last two years. So why wait? Maybe it was just they felt like the time was right now for whatever reason. People were they indoctrinated. They did prep us, though, for it. They um, did or didn't? They did in that they they said, well, it didn't happen this time, but next time. And they kept saying that. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Like during Ebola and stuff? Yeah, during mm-hmm. all of these, right? Like it didn't, you know, we contained it this time or, it, you know, it, it fizzled out and it didn't, it didn't amount to anything. But next time, mm-hmm. you know, it could be serious. And they got away with it, and that's kind of what uh, this lady over at Brownstone Institute is uh, reflecting on the last couple of years. And Bonnie, you wanted to share the rest of the story, so go ahead. She says, Australia now has quarantine camps. Yep. Unvaccinated Canadians cannot use mass transit. Austrians who refuse the jab cannot leave their homes. It bears repeating. World governments are holding law-abiding adults in house arrest for refusing to take an injection. This is not a drill. Combine this real-life dystopia with the twisted logic used to launch the lockdowns, and it is hard to ignore the sinking feeling that lockdown was a preconceived pathway to where we are now, staring down the barrel at a permanent, regular, mandatory adult vaccination. Your immune system is now a subscription service and corresponding movement and corresponding movement passports right and as she pointed out earlier in the story it doesn't matter if you've already had covid and developed a natural immunity which many you know i think honest doctors would tell you is better than the vaccinated immunity it is more robust against potential variants and things like that Uh, but that's not good enough for these government gangs that have their vaccine passport they want you in their club they want you injected with their pharmaceutical buddies, pro, you know, profit-making product. And that's ultimately what this is about. In fact, in uh, Great Britain, they're now saying vaccine boosters are going to be every three months instead of every six, which is doubling the amount of frequency that people are getting boosters and doubling the profits for hmm. the pharmaceutical corporations. She says, why do they want to inject us so badly? Certainly not for our own good. They act in their own self-interest under cover of fake grandma-saving goodwill. They are stealing from us, from you. How much more will you let them take? I don't know if there's any limit. I mean, these people, so many of them are so obedient. They're so, you know, easily led and led down a primrose path towards having absolutely no rights whatsoever. I mean, look at the the people that just, you know, oh, yeah, I'll get my passport. I'll show it whenever the police want it. Although, to to be fair, there are some people who are refusing. In fact, there were just recently some arrests in uh, New York City. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there was some people that tried to go eat at an Applebee's and some other people that tried to go eat at a cheesecake factory 
According to uh, Patch.com in New York, Kayla Levy reporting that in Queens, a group of six protesters were arrested Tuesday this week after refusing to leave Cheesecake Factory in Queens. Police were called at around 7 p.m. in response to a call for criminal trespassing. Once they arrived at the restaurant, officers saw a large group of people at the location. A person who said the group walked into the restaurant and asked to be seated, at which point she requested they show proof of vaccination per New York City's indoor dining mandate. The group, however, refused and then barged into the restaurant, sitting down at several tables, show video. They still refuse to leave after being asked several times, according to the New York Police Department. Now, this this gets into an an ugly situation for those of us that believe in property rights, right? Mm, like, yeah. New, you know, any restaurant has the right to refuse you service. Now, the fact that they're only refusing you service over what is purportedly a government, you know, mandate, is that the reason why they're refusing you service? Because they're afraid of what the government gang will do to them? Uh, I presume that is why, but that does that justify you barging into their property? I don't think it does. And this is the reason why I did not participate in the, uh, the, co- the co-op situation that happened here in Keene. It was actually the weekend before the raid. So if you remember when the, uh, the raid happened on the studio on March 16th, it was that, I think, Saturday that there were a group of people from New Hampshire. A lot of them were natives. That yeah, went definitely. To, that went to the co-op. Mostly natives, I think. Yeah, but led by natives. Yeah. I think very few people, if any, were actual uh, free staters at that event. But they wanted to go in. They wanted to go shopping at what was known as the least friendly store. Oh yeah, right. Like there's there's probably four different grocery stores in Little Keene, New Hampshire, and that's because we, even though it's a small town or whatever, it's a small city, quote unquote, city of. 20,000 roughly people. Uh, there's people that come to shop here from Massachusetts and Vermont. So it's probably, you know, 50,000 people here during the daytime. And so people, you know, come from all over to yeah, go shopping. It's like the only place to shop in the county and the surrounding states even. Yeah. And at other stores, you know, the worst that's going to happen is they're going to ask you. And I'm talking about during the, the, the worst of the lockdowns and stuff. Or not We never really had a lockdown in New Hampshire, but the worst of the, of the restrictions uh, the the worst that would happen is some manager might come up and say, sir, uh, can I get you a mask? And like they did this to me in Hannaford, which is one of the grocery stores here. And I said, no, thanks. I'm exempt. And he went away. And that's usually what would happen. But from what from what we heard about the co-op, they would kind of jump on you. They didn't. Oh, they would call they, the police on you. Yeah, they harassed I mean, a woman with a baby. Yeah, they yeah. were really terrible. They wouldn't just leave they you would alone. Follow you around the store, yeah. and if you didn't have a mask on, or even if you were wearing a mask, if you took your mask off for oh, a few really? seconds, they would they would start following you around the store. Yeah. So so they targeted that particular business for this mass shopping event where people gathered out front, and then a group of I don't know fifteen. Roughly, people, I would say, went into the store and just sort of did a group shop. Some of them split up. Some of them stayed together. Uh, they got into some conflict with some other customers in the store, including uh, the uh, blue-collar brawler, as he calls himself, which uh, we didn't know who he was prior to this event, but it was pretty uh, pretty entertaining what happened there. He threatened uh, Joa from Breaking the Flaw, who, by the way, sent us a tip tonight. Thanks, Joa. Appreciate that. Uh, but if you missed that video, because... I posted it the day before the raid, so it kind of got, I think, pushed aside to some extent. I don't think there was as much attention on that video as there as it really deserved, because mm. it was a really interesting situation 
uh, from an activism perspective, but I didn't agree with it. So I waited outside. I, I did not go into that particular event. Yeah, I, I was really impressed, actually, how you handled it, um, just because it was not everybody handled it, I think, anywhere near as well as you did. Uh, because I, I, I explicitly remember you being outside and filming from the outside, yeah. um, explicitly because you didn't want to violate their private property rights. And I thought that was a very, especially, uh, especially with how much you care about this issue, it was a very um, principled uh, position. Like you actually stuck to that. Well, and I, and, but I see it from two different perspectives. So yeah. it's, I don't think that the people who did it were wrong. I just didn't feel that it was right for mm. me. And the yeah. reason why is because, number one, I don't shop there regularly. Mm. I don't even shop there irregularly. I have, I've only been in that place maybe twice in the entire time that it's been in existence. Yeah. Um, and one of the times I went in there, I was meeting a, a person there. So that was the only reason I went in because it's just, you know, the, the it's just a bunch of organic food and it's all really expensive. And I don't know. It's just not the kind of place I shop. And so I don't feel like I need to make some sort of statement to a place that I normally wouldn't even go. So like it just it wasn't even my territory. You know what I mean? It just didn't feel right from that perspective. Um, but secondly, I, I wasn't upset at those people for doing it because, you know, they don't have a me- even though it's a membership organization like you can join a co-op for mm-hmm. those that aren't familiar. It's you know, you, you can shop right. there as a non-member, but as a member, I don't know if you get a discount or what the deal is. Well, you're part owner then. I think. Yeah, you're, you, you get. Oh, yeah. You get some sort of revenue if they do well. Yeah. Right. Like that's that's what that's what happens. Um, but it's still open to the public. So these people were from the public or whatever. You know, they, they can go in and they can shop there. And 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 if the business doesn't want you there, they should be specific about it. Because to me, a sign on the door isn't enough because we know that the signs on the door, 90 percent of them are there because of fear of the government. Especially and, when there is a exemption written into the ordinance. And there are exemptions, right. So and the signs usually don't address the exemptions. Most of the time, the signs don't say, unless you have a medical exemption. Now, some places, you know, they want to let people know that they're cool with you. So they'll put that on there. But some of them just, you know, just have a generic sign. And it's like, well... That's what the sign says, but what's the truth? Go ahead and tell me you don't want me there, and if so, I'll go ahead and leave. No problem. You don't, you don't want my business, I'll take it somewhere else. So I didn't blame them for doing it. I thought it was an interesting activism, and that's why I stood there and I wanted to you know, get it from a news perspective. But there's more coming up about this on the way. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact i believe like i said uh, a lot of where i am now is due to listening to free talk live you changed my mind on some very important issues years ago to random people tuning in on the radio i was kind of stuck in the left right paradigm i heard your show by chance on a saturday night from there i went on joined the free state project and become an amplifier so i mean that's really the reason why i amp is uh because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com. AMPS.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of the program. Phones open here if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 
6160. And in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Chris. We're talking about some questionable protest tactics, specifically the people who, well, the most recent example are some restaurants in New York City. Uh, One of them was an Applebee's. Another one is a uh, cheesecake factory in Queens, New York, where people have been arrested now for trying to go in and eat without vaccine passports. Now, the interesting detail here is that they weren't arrested for not having a vaccine passport. They were arrested for criminal trespass. And that's a much more defensible legal position, number one, because if you arrest somebody for not having a vaccine passport, then they can challenge the vaccine passport Hmm. to some extent in the court here. Uh, But if the arrest is just because, well, Cheesecake Factory told you to leave, you didn't leave. Therefore, criminal trespass, that's an age old, you know, thing, right? Like criminal trespass has been on the books for, you know, forever. And it's a a tried and true situation. You're going to get convicted in that case. See, I I don't even think that this is like, if you're going to do this, right? If you're going to do that sort of activism, like break the law, right? At least don't like deny the fact that you're breaking the law. Like, I'm not saying admit to it, but. You know, it just sounds really dumb when you're you... referring to the video that we have not played on the air. Can you sum- summarize what sure, you're referring yeah. to? So these the in the in the one video that was being played, this is from or, the I'm Cheesecake sorry, Factory th- that hasn't been played. Right? Um, it's too dumb to play it on the air. It, it's it just is awful. It's it's really dumb. But this is and it's not this video specifically necessarily. But like this is what happens so often. It's like people will go and they'll do some sort of like activism kind of thing, but they have no idea what the law is, yeah. and then they'll like deny that the law exists, or or, or they'll or make what, ridiculous right? assertions about what they think the right. law actually is. And it, it's it's fine to break the law. It's that's civil disobedience. Good people break bad. <laughs> Right. right. The problem is that when you start denying that the law exists, right, and we all know it exists, you look really dumb to your average person. And it just it's just not, you know, come out and be like, hey, I'm doing this for activism. Right. It's not. And, and this is the thing that always gets me too. oftentimes the, there's like these re- videos on YouTube that reviews whether or not this was like uh, legal and stuff mm-hmm. and oftentimes the person who is breaking the law that's the activist doesn't actually say that they're they're not breaking the law and then it's like well okay yeah he was doing something that was illegal but he was committing civil disobedience right for a reason so right. to tell to, to then say well he was wrong no he wasn't he was morally right correct and those people do their research, right? When you're going to do civil disobedience, yeah. you need to know what the law is that you're breaking. Right. You need to know what they could potentially do to you. You need to research other people who've been arrested for the same thing. Get some idea of what the potential punishment uh, is going to be. What's a realistic thing that's going to happen to you if you push this thing all the way? Now, I brought up the co-op situation here in Keene, New Hampshire, and if you haven't seen the video, it's really entertaining. Highly recommend it. Go check the free Keene Odyssey channel out and search for co-op or whatever, mask, co-op, whatever. Uh, that'll that'll bring it up, I'm sure. If not, check the freekeen.com blog from March 15th earlier this year, and it's it's there. But the that situation, those people did know what they were getting into, and they all left when they were told to leave. There wasn't a single arrest at that particular event, even though there were 15 people who went into this place. Now, to the credit of the co-op, they did serve them. The co-op did not force them to leave the premises without 
like buying the products that they'd come in to get. So they did actually serve them, which was interesting. I wasn't sure if they were or they weren't going to do that. So they did. That is really interesting that they did, that they they actually let them check out. One of the managers, one of the managers gave them a hard time. But then again, Frank is also a pretty, pretty loud guy. So there was a bit of a conflict in there. It made for some interesting video, but ultimately everyone who came up to the front with groceries was able to check out and leave the store. And they were told, you know, some of them who maybe they weren't buying something or whatever were told, you know, they were asked to leave and they, they left. When the cops showed up, everybody got off the property. So mm. no one got arrested. Whereas in this Cheesecake Factory video, New York Police Department gets called in because a group of people tried to enter the Cheesecake Factory without vaccine passports. And I'm against the vaccine passport, no doubt about it. But I feel for the business owners who feel like they are being told that they have to enforce this thing that they may not be interested in enforcing, that they're not being paid to enforce. And even if they were being paid, they still aren't interested in it because they want to have as many customers in their business as possible. But unfortunately, most business owners are afraid. They're deathly afraid of what the the state will do to them. And so it's like, I don't want to force my business on somebody that doesn't want it. Even if the only reason they don't want it is because they're afraid of what the government's going to do to them. I don't want to give that person my business. So I don't understand these people and their viewpoint, but I'm going to summarize what they were saying for you in the video that we were watching. Essentially, they're arguing with the police. The police are telling them, hey, look, you've been asked to leave. Now, we haven't told you to leave yet, so we're not going to arrest you yet. But if we tell you to leave and you don't leave, then we're going to arrest you for criminal trespass. And there's some loudmouth New York guy who's in you know who's one of the protesters there and he's like well that's illegal that would be an illegal arrest and uh you can't do that because we it's the members of the public this business is open to the public and we have a right to be here no yeah i'm curious about so this is new york right new york city queens I'm, i'm just i'm just wondering in the back of my head here is there a law because I, I like there's certain discrimination anti-discrimination laws and things of that nature is there like is there some sort of argument that it, he'd be it'd be illegal under no some anti-discrimination because that's the no, only the thing reason, i think of the reason why it wasn't is because a medical uh situation is not covered under that okay so they cover things like uh i know like at the national level it's not but i'm just thinking like is new york is there some sort of exception for in within new york's own laws oh, so that's what i'm wondering uh, because so. that's the only thing that makes any sense i don't think that's w- what the case is no. i'm just thinking like that's the only thing that would make any sense where he's saying that and he's right maybe like, but yeah, I doubt, i'm super doubtful of that i wouldn't be surprised if new york city made it to where you have to serve anybody that comes in through your door or else you're a bigot i mean they made didn't they, they passed uh, the law where they i think anyway that you have to accept cash for example right so mm. like it's sort of like one of these things where it's mm. like it could be if it were new york city i see what you're yeah, saying yeah there, yeah but no uh that's that to my knowledge does not exist anywhere the discrimination laws are specific categories yeah, yeah, yeah. you know usually it's around how you're born or a sexual sure. you know, gender kind of thing that's usually it so medical decisions are generally considered something you can discriminate against, especially when the government tells you you have to. Right, right. Uh, so anyway, the the loudmouth in the uh, the group is like, well, this is illegal. You can't do this to us. Well, guess what? They did do it to you. You did get arrested for uh, criminal trespass in this case. And again, it's like, why would you want to be in a business who doesn't want you there? Yeah, I don't understand that either. That's what I didn't go. I went uh, the day of the co-op and I didn't go inside either. I didn't 
I never shopped there before, and I also wasn't interested in shopping there because why would I want to give money to people you know, that don't want me there? On the one hand, I think this is like a really great way to protest the government. But at the same time, it's like I would like there to be a business that was you were doing it at a business where like the owner was in support of it. You and know, there must be those businesses. Why don't people just do it at the government buildings like Joa does? Yeah, that would be another solution. I think mm-hmm. that would be OK, um, because ultimately at the end of the day, it's it's you know, you're being forced to pay for it. So, um, yeah, it's your building, you know. Uh, After some back and forth, according to Patch.com, police began escorting protesters who refused to leave out of the restaurant as people shouted that the police were Nazis and they were enforcing segregation. And they are. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely true. The protest had been called a sit-in in reference to civil rights protests in the 1960s. New York police did not respond to Patch's inquiry regarding how the agency responds to the comparison between officers and Nazis or the comparison of the protest to civil rights sit-ins. Well, these protesters first mistake is living in new, new york, york city, city. Yeah. if they really want to be free they should just leave new york city first and for- foremost well, I, don't they don't, I don't necessarily know they want to be free though that's the, that's the problem yeah these people are probably not liberty-minded yeah. people they're just and i'm not saying they, they should move eat. to yeah yep. to new hampshire maybe they belong somewhere like texas though where you can maybe go so. out in anywhere you want without having the, the vaccine uh, the number here is 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in on this. And now, it is interesting comparing this to the sit-ins, and I'm curious as to how the sit-ins might have differed from this situation as well, because uh, I wasn't around at that time. So yeah. uh, we can continue here, and your thoughts are welcome on Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. We're talking about these people being arrested at a Cheesecake Factory in New York City. Uh, another one, another group of people arrested at the Applebee's, one of the Applebee's in New York City, where, of course, as you probably know, they're requiring vaccine passports in order to allow people to go out to eat inside restaurants. And these people are comparing themselves to the sit-in movements in the uh, the civil rights days from, you know, I don't know, 60 years ago, I think, at this point. Something like that. So, is that an apt comparison? And that's what I want to dig a little bit further into here with you in the studio tonight. You've got Ian. Got Bonnie. And Chris. And by the way, Free Talk Live is uh, doing a little bit of charitable, uh, charitable work here this holiday season. We're raising funds for Give Directly. And it's an interesting nonprofit, the very first, that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. We're talking about people that have to walk five miles to get potable water, for instance. I mean, we're talking about very, very poor people in places like uh, Kalifi and Bamet counties in Kenya, people in dire need of assistance. The folks over at Give Directly locate recipients who are in need and they use mobile money to send them cash, no strings attached. And uh, in the decade uh, that has passed, they have delivered over $400 million to over a million people. And research shows that giving cash to people living in poverty can help drive a range of important, positive changes in their lives, like employment, nutrition, health, and education. And in addition, cash allows people to invest in what they need instead of relying on aid organizations and donors thousands of miles away choosing for them. So if that's what you prefer... We agree, and we are matching your donations to give directly up to a total of $30,000. 
uh, here this holiday season and, and maybe beyond that. But for right now, get on over to give.freetalklive.com and you can help those folks out and it helps a lot. Give.freetalklive.com. As we go to your calls and thoughts, and I want to get back into this question about these protests uh, at restaurants that are happening now. Are they tantamount to what happened in the civil rights movement 60 or so years ago? That's what I want to know. And if, if you you know want to weigh in on this, you're welcome to. But David is in New Mexico. What's on your mind tonight, David? What you're talking about. And uh, send that money to New Mexico. I've walked five miles to get fresh water many times. <laughs> I don't think you're starving, David, but uh, go ahead. I'm not starving, but I was uh, out of water and uh, walked five miles multiple times to get fresh water until it rained again and I could get it off the ground. So um, send that money in New Mexico. There's uh, um, And, and uh, the uh, Woolworth uh, telling uh, FCC legal here N-words to get the F off of our lunch counter is, and in basic legal terms, the exact same thing as what this is, because what they have in common is the N-words sitting at the lunch counter said, hey, uh, you're telling us we're trespassing and you want us to leave because you're, you're enforcing an illegal law, an unlawful law. And this is essentially the same thing, because the only effing reason, FCC legal, that this Applebee's or Cheesecake Factory is telling these people that they don't want their business Mm -hmm. and they're trespassing them is because they are responding only to an unlawful law. Mm. And they are, uh, whether you like existing law or not, they are a public accommodation, 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 mm-hmm. a legal term. And if you, if you exercise the rights and privileges under existing law, whether you like the existing law or not, to be a public accommodation, you do not have the right to refuse service to anyone you damn well please. You have to have a lawful reason. And enforcing an illegal law is not a lawful reason. How's a law illegal? <laughs> that doesn't really make How's sense. How's a law illegal? It's like if I come and put a rope around your neck and hang you, that's not a legal hanging. That's not anything like the same thing. If, a, yeah. if the government makes a law, yeah, then it yes, would be legal. It is. So give this me, isn't, so give me can an you mute him? He's Bonnie. just sounding retarded. <laughs> um, so it's not, an, it's not the same thing as a sit-in for a being black and sitting at wanting to sit at a, a whites only counter I'm because sure. Ian, because it was always like that they they weren't changing they were changing the way society was this is t- something totally different this is this well no new the Jim Crow laws out. were forcing people to uh, discriminate so you didn't have the choice yeah but there's so already this is white actually very onlys. similar it's not it isn't it's not the same thing it's not identical it's it, it you know what you know the one thing I think that makes it different is that being black is not a choice that's whereas wearing a mask is usually a choice but not always um you know with the exception of people who are disabled which then this isn't about masks this is about vaccinations which is also a choice and i'm not saying oh it's a choice and that means you should be discriminated against if you make the choice the government doesn't want you to but 
I I don't want to. It's a difference, but I don't. Think I don't want to. difference. It could put still down be. the fact that it's a choice because it's my choice, and like, it's a coerced choice. You may not be able to. Get it's a not a coerced choice. Yes, it is. This so, is coercion. My, they're my, using coercion on these businesses, and they're using coercion on these individuals. They're not the breaking fact your that you arm. You don't have a, a vaccine. Is that a close coerced choice? They are not breaking your arm yet. Okay, they're not going to put you in a prison cell because you didn't get the vaccine, but they're essentially limiting your options in society. And as uh, the caller earlier, still restriction your freedom, or as your article earlier, Bonnie pointed out, they're making it so difficult for people to live. Not so much in Keene, New Hampshire, but in places like Germany, in places like Austria, where you cannot leave your house. Unless you get their uh, their shot, Basically, you cannot go to the grocery store unless you get their shot. So that's coercion at that point. It's it's more than just a suggestion. It's more than just a request. Well, it's not to that point here yet. But, but in New York City, it's to that point. To where you can't go to you the cheesecake factory without getting yeah, but you can st- you have still have the choice to leave. Well, it, it's I a mean, lot harder to do. leave. A- <laughs> I think you know it's if you were black, you could have left the South too. So it was it was like that in. It was still racist up here too. That's no, the thing. The society Not was in, racist. It might have been racist in society, but you could. There was no Jim Crow laws in the North that I'm aware of. I'm going to bring David back. So, on so you think it would have been just hello, easy hello. to go to the uh, to the hello. North and go to you know a, a business owned by white people who were just racist, and it, it wouldn't no, have been I'm the same thing. They were trying to, to change the entire society. I'm telling you that you could go up to the North and Where not most have people Jim were Crow white, laws. Most business owners were just white racists. It's not I don't like know the if South is the only place with. Races. I don't think you can tr- you can say that most business owners in the North were, were racist. Go I, ahead, David. Yeah, I, I didn't hear anything you said because when you muted me, I muted you. But, uh, Bonnie, it is exactly the same thing. They're just standing on different laws. In the case of the N-word sitting at Woolworth's lunch counter, they're standing on the 14th Amendment. And in the case of He's just trying the, to be insulting and he's being I'll let him asshole. finish his point. Go ahead, David. Hello. Go ahead. Hello. Fast. Go ahead. And in the case of the people in New York City, they are standing on a slightly different set of law, but they are standing indeed on law. So the bo- the two no. cases are I ide- hello. Thank you for the call. They're David. not standing on Appreciate law. It. It's just it's just not true. Like they they should leave New York City because they made should a the crappy blacks, should law. Have they, should the blacks have left Mississippi? Yeah, so you're Carolina? not you're not for people moving to a place that's more like what they I am in, in I am in favor of that, but I don't think people should have to necessarily. There's more coming up yeah. here. Thank you, David. Uh, and I, I think he, he's making a strong argument. That there's a lot of similarities here, but let's get into the sit-ins here <laughs> in moments. So. We'll talk about it. are open here if you want to join us 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 what if any are there differences between what's happening now in new york city where people are getting arrested for attempting to go and sit down and eat at places like cheesecake factory and applebee's we had uh, two groups of people getting arrested just this week in uh, in New York City now, of course, as you know, they are mandating vaccine passports in order to go indoors and eat. And of course, it's getting pretty cold out there, so I suspect not many people are eating outdoors at this point. And some people have decided they're going to go ahead and put their freedom on the line and risk it. Uh, and they're getting arrested for criminal trespass in the case of the Cheesecake Factory. But it did 
some of the people who were getting arrested were calling out the police as Nazis, and I agree. Uh, and they were citing the sit-ins from the civil rights movement. I, you know, I just not knowing a whole lot about the sit-ins, I wanted to do a little bit of of looking into it, like what, if anything, was the difference between those situations. If you want to weigh in, you're welcome to join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Chris. So um, here's just a little bit of history from the website civilrightstrail.com. And uh, you know, it's a website that talks in uh, various different aspects of the civil rights movement. And they, uh, this is an article about the, the actual sit-ins. It's called sitting down to take a stand. And according to the story here, they uh, give an example of a classic location, the lunch counter of Woolworth's department store. Now, have you ever seen a Woolworth's, Bonnie? No, have you? I have. Yeah. I thought they were from like the 1800s. I was going to say, were they even around? When, when I was growing up in Florida, there was a Woolworth's at, uh, at one of the malls. No, but I know it's like a Sears. Yeah, it was a department yeah. store. Pretty, pretty big chain of them. Very, but they're very not successful. around anymore, right? Not in the United States, but actually when I was Mexico. in Acapulco, they have <laughs> yes, Woolworths yes, down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Like a big Woolworths was in Acapulco. Anyway, the uh, sit-in at the counter of the Woolworths in Greensboro, Al- or sorry, North Carolina, on February 1st, 1960, was the impetus for a larger sit-in movement that spread across the country. Four black students from a agricultural and technical college of North Carolina Joseph McNeil, Franklin McCain, Isil Blair Jr., and David Richmond sat down at the lunch counter inside the store and were refused service when they each asked for a cup of coffee. Even though they were not served, the four men stayed at the counter until the store closed that night. The next day, the sit-in grew to include more than 20 participants, including women from a neighboring Bennett College. The students were harassed and heckled by white patrons, but they remained at the counter and did not fight back. The following day, more than 60 people joined the sit-in, and local newspapers and news stations came to Woolworths to report the event. On February 4th, more than 300 students participated in the sit-in, which expanded to the lunch counter at Cress, a nearby store. Now, that's interesting, and I guess that is one key difference here, is I don't I don't think you're going to see, you know, if it were six people that were arrested at uh, the Cheesecake Factory on Tuesday night... I don't think you're going to see 12 people showing up Wednesday night or 24 people showing Probably up not. Tuesday night or 100 people showing up tonight. Um, you know, that sounds like it was a planned thing, right? It sounds strategic. You're talking about in, in North Carolina? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know if that was the case or not, mm-hmm. but it sounds very strategic where they double, they kind of kept doubling it every day. Yeah. Um, because that sends more of a message, you know, that gets, that starts to get news. That's going to get headlines. Because, yeah. Right, right, right. As opposed to doing it, you know, six people doing it. If you don't have a plan for what's going to happen the next day and the day after, you know, it does, it begins to not get as interesting of a story out of it. Well, and this goes back to the conversation we were having earlier about doing civil disobedience right. and knowing what law you're likely going to right, be break, right. what you're likely going to be charged with, what, what are you going to face? Get out of it. That's having, the question. And like doing things like uh, having an attorney in advance, you know, Ooh, contacting your attorney and thing. saying, hey, I'm planning on doing this. What do you think? Would you be willing to represent me? Retain the attorney before you even go to the thing. You got to be careful because you got you to be careful about how you how you do that though because the lawyer can't advise you to break the law yeah they can't advise you like on law breaking they can advise you about the law but, they, but if you tell they can them advise you on what is likely to happen yes yeah but if you tell them you're going to break the law they might not be able, be able to advise you at that point so you kind of mm. got to be a little bit careful on, on how you word things to the lawyer yeah 
Students in other North Carolina cities, including Winston-Salem, Durham, Raleigh, and Charlotte, also organized their own sit-ins in segregated businesses, and the movement spread to other states, such as Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Mississippi. In locations where sit-ins were taking place, segregated businesses were losing money. Woolworths in Greensboro lost a reported $200,000 due to the boycotts, and on July 25th in 1960, so a few months after they started them, uh, the store manager decided to desegregate the store. So it makes it sound like maybe they weren't being forced uh, to do segregation in Greensboro if they were, you know, if the store manager just made the decision to change policy. Were they under a Jim Crow law in that particular case? I, I'd like to know more about what sort of threats he might have been facing from uh, the government. He requested that four of his black employees change out of their uniforms and order at the counter. That day, the four employees became the first black customers to be served at any Woolworths lunch counter. Yeah, this was 10 years after Jim Crow laws. Jim Crow laws Ah. um, ended in 1950. Okay, so that's an interesting, that's a difference then, right? So the sit-ins, if the Jim Crow ended in 1950, sit-ins were targeting businesses with policies. Yeah, 1960. Whereas what these guys were doing in New York City is targeting businesses who are under the control of the state and are enforcing state uh or in this case city law hmm. city uh, city ordinances so that's a key difference right there now does that actually make what they were doing in new york city even more sort of yeah. i don't know important i, it, I don't than, know it, i think it's more maybe more similar at least right well, again, the sit-ins were, were just protesting policy at the businesses, not the government That's law. That's why I was wondering, oh, why oh, weren't they getting they were, arrested for sitting in? I thought they were, it was an ordinance. No. Oh, it was not an ordinance. No, that's what okay. she just said. Jim Crow laws were gotten rid of a decade before the sit-in movement. So they were just going, Woolworths okay. was just segregating. Gotcha. On their so own policy. Right, right, right. As store policy. Hmm. Now, that wouldn't stop them from getting people arrested. In fact, there are other situations where people did get arrested. And is that because they told they could tell them to leave and then at that and point they're trespass. getting trespassed? Uh, sit-ins were taking root in South Carolina in 1960 as well. Students organized at the segregated lunch counter of Cress in Orangeburg's district, uh, business district. The action sparked multiple boycotts of segregated businesses in town. A group of 1,000 students gained uh gathered to protest segregation in orangeburg businesses and when they refused to disperse upon the police chief's order police officers and firemen attacked them with fire hoses and tear gas protesters continued to act peacefully but they were pinned against walls and pushed to the ground for quote quote unquote breaching the peace 388 students were arrested and 341 were eventually convicted and fined 50 dollars each although none of them ended up paying the fine because all of them appealed their defense attorney, NAACP attorney Matthew Perry, was briefly jailed for his defense of the students. Wow. South Carolina State University President Benner C. Turner threatened expulsion from the school for any students who continued demonstrating against segregation, but the sit-ins continued at Cress. Racial tensions remained high throughout the 60s, and in 1968, hostility boiled over into violence at several incidents at all-star bowling lanes whose owner refused to desegregate. When 200 students gathered on the South Carolina State University campus to protest unequal treatment at the bowling alley, the South Carolina Highway Patrol fired into the crowd of demonstrators, killing three students and injuring 27 people. Wow. So basically a massacre uh, on behalf of the uh, the state government there. Hmm. So given that the sit-ins were against business 
policy and not government mandates. And now you've got people getting arrested protesting government mandates in a very similar manner. I have to say this is very similar to the sit-ins. Uh, it's different in that you know it's it's a, a choice for the businesses in the sit-ins versus it's not a choice now. But it's uh, it's it's interesting. <laughs> it's it's hard to me. It's, it's hard for me to really express which yeah. one is is more. I don't know if one's more important than the other. I mean, I, I wish these guys the best. I do agree with you, Bonnie. They should just get the f out of New York City. I mean, the tactics are certainly the same. <laughs> Very similar tactics. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I mean, look. Why would you want to stay in New York City? I mean, I know the theater's good and the food's good or whatever. You know, you like the, the big But city, then you're but... just eating at Cheesecake Factory and Applebee's, so it's not really the food quality. <laughs> That's a good point. You can go there. Uh-oh. You can go to Cheesecake Factory anywhere. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Open phones. If you want to join us in the remaining moments here, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You want to weigh in on the Cheesecake Factory arrests and also Applebee's in New York City. Groups of people being arrested uh, by New York police for violating not the requirement to have a vaccine permit or vaccine passport in order to go out to eat but because of quote-unquote criminal trespass because if you don't have the vaccine passport then the business is going to tell you to leave and if you don't leave then they're going to call the police and then you get charged with criminal trespass so that's what happened there but is it similar to the situation with the sit-ins in the 1960s yeah it's very similar to that although the key difference being in the 60s as you pointed out i think you said this off the air bonnie you said that in the 60s they were trying to change society, which was because Jim Crow laws had already been gotten rid of. So these were businesses being run by racists or people who thought it was somehow good for them to discriminate. And so they were. And so the sit-ins were intending to change their policies, to change and end that that discrimination policy. Yeah, and it's a misunderstanding that people think that in the North there was just no racism and in the South there, there was racism. I don't so, think people oh, they should have just left the South. I don't think people think that there was no racism in the North, but it it definitely does not have the same historical significance as far as it being a racist place to live. That's About not to say quotes it didn't by exist. Abraham Lincoln saying that he doesn't want uh, the slaves to be free because they would take away cheap labor jobs from whites in the North. Oh, yeah. He was a piece of garbage. No doubt about it. He was elected it. <laughs> no doubt by, about it. by the people of the United States, all of them. But, you know, people, the old story is when there was the Underground Railroad, they were ferreting, you know, escaped slaves to the north because it was generally considered to be a better place. But then to now be. we're past slavery and there's still. Are we, though? No, I'm. Well, no, I'm I mean, I mean <laughs> I'm talking about no. in the sit- during the sit ins. We're past slavery. Yeah. And even Black Wall Street was past slavery, but it was in the 1920s. And that got burned down. Mm-hmm. It's not like there was just some place where you could go and it would be like 2020. Yeah, there's no easy answer. No doubt about it. Uh, but I, I do think that you would be moving out of a... Uh, if you made an effort to do something like we're doing now with the Free State Project, it would have made a difference. I mean, just having large numbers of people together in a, in a similar area helps. And that's why the that, were successful. Got burned down. Well, that's why the sit-ins were successful, right? Because they had numbers. It wasn't just six dudes going into a cheesecake factory. It was 
dozens and then hundreds of people showing up at these businesses. And that's how you change things, right? You have to show them, you have to hit them where it hurts. And as they were saying, the Woolworths was losing $200,000 because, you know, if you just want to go get, uh, you know, some breakfast at Woolworths, sit at the, the lunch counter and have yourself a breakfast, but you can't get in because there's, a, you know, 500 people standing outside protesting, you're going to go down the street to Denny's or whatever, right? <laughs> like, you're not going to go eat there. So it's going to hurt their business having these protests outside. Um, but that's one of the differences is they were trying to change society there. And now these guys are trying to Here's another the difference. The, the people working at this cheesecake factory, I, I believe that they're they're you know wrong and i believe that the law is wrong and they're cowards but this is what's going through their head these people can just take take out these people can go home and cook their own food Mm -hmm. it's not like you have no other choice of existence in 2021 being unvaccinated but when you're you're black in the 1950s or 1960s they had other choices you have a lot less choice yeah, but they had other choices, too, back then. They could have gone I mean, to the... Are we talking about during Jim Crow, or are we talking no, about... No, we're talking about the 60s, after Crow. After Jim Crow. So they had other choices, but they hmm. specifically wanted to get Woolworths to change their policy. And in this case, they can't get Cheesecake Factory to change their policy, because they're a corporation. So ultimately, they're, that's the key difference here, is they're protesting today... They could take out food, though. They could. And I'm but, not saying that that's right. I'm not saying you're you're acting like I'm arguing that it's right. You're just trying to make it sound like the exact same thing and it's not. I'm not saying it's the exact same thing. I'm saying the key difference is they're protesting the government mandate today which they weren't protesting in the 1960s. Cheesecake Factory cannot change its policy because they're a cowardly corporation. No amount of people protesting outside of Cheesecake Factory is going to get the Cheesecake Factory corporate CEO to say, "You guys are right." The New York City uh, City Council is wrong. We're going to go ahead and start letting everybody in here. Because you can see that'll happen on an individual level. Because like, you're saying it's not their choice in this situation. Well, it is their choice, but they're a cowardly corporation. Because they're complying with the law. Because that's what corporations do, right? Like They comply they, with the law, mega right. Mega corporations, yeah. they comply with the law because they signed up for it, right? Like when they signed up for a corporation, they said, you can tell us to do whatever you want us to do and we'll do it. Unlike local business, heroic local business owners like the lady that owns the fun noodle place here in town, she has a corporation in that it's, you know, every business is incorporated to some extent, Mm. but she's not some sort of mega corporation or whatever. She's the decider. She's not some manager. She's the owner of that business. And if she says anyone can wear, you know, not wear a mask in my business, I'm not going to force my employees. I'm not going to force my customers. And she goes against the government mandate. Then that's a decision she can easily make because she has that flexibility. Companies like Cheesecake Factory, you're never going to see them, you right, know, right. standing up for their customers like so, this. Okay, so part of the reason, and here's the thing, I think it's important to actually be aware of. It depends on what the is it the charter? I think it's a charter. Yeah, what the charter says for a corporation. And usually, if you if you want investment in that mm-hmm. in your corporation, if you want people to invest in your corporation. You have to have something where in that charter it is the objective. Your objective is basically solely to make money. Like that's your objective, right? Right. Um, you don't necessarily have to have that in your corporate charter, but you won't get investors. So, in some sense, that is the difference between um, you know, uh, you know, large a large company, uh, you know, that's on the stock exchange and a business that has there's a sole owner or something of our family owned business. You can make you don't necessarily have to have that in your charter because it's not 
it's not on the stock exchange. Right. Let's go to Tom. He's in Baltimore. Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Uh, just real quick, uh, it came up when I was uh, on hold. Uh, no, we are not past slavery. We're a nation of economic slaves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, the, reason I, the reason I called was about the lunch counter argument. I, I caught part of it. I know someone had called, I believe a fellow from New Mexico, and made the argument that uh, it was very similar to uh, the uh, African-Americans, blacks, who had issues with service Mm -hmm. Uh, back in the 60s. uh, Someone retorted that it was uh, a ridiculous argument because you can't uh, choose your skin color. I, I would just put this out there for your consideration relative to what the New Mexican gentleman was saying, he might not be that far off. I don't think it's that outrageous of an argument due to the fact that there are some people who cannot help that they have a respiratory issue. So therefore, if they can't wear a mask for medical reasons, that's something they can't help. And should they be refused service? Now, the same would apply with the vaccines. Uh, the manufacturers of the vaccines uh, will tell you that certain people who are allergic to certain ingredients within the vaccine should not get it. That's uh, right out there uh, in their own literature. Now, that's something that the individual who's allergic to that particular ingredient can't help either. Again, should they be refused service? I'm not drawing any conclusions here. Like I said, I just wanted to throw that out there for your consideration. But consider that New York City is a very uh, small place when you're thinking of the entire United States, and you could just go somewhere else. In fact, if yeah, you're but- in New York City, like it's very easy to go to Long Island, where you don't have to have a vaccination passport to eat not somewhere. Yet. Well, sure, right now that, you don't. Would that have flown with the lunch counter at Woolworth with the blacks in the 60s? What is that supposed to mean? It was like that in, like, at least the whole South. A lot of people are claiming it wasn't like that in the North. Again, I'm not saying whether it's right or wrong. I'm just saying I don't think that that would have been an acceptable um, I'm not uh, saying that it's really okay that this is happening. It's not. That's what people are kind of twisting my argument into. I'm just saying it's not the exact same thing. You don't wake up... I mean, sorry, you're not born and you're like, I'm a non-vaccinated and I'm a vaccinated. I think people are being ridiculous about this and I think they'll get over it. Right. Oh, no, no. I wasn't saying that you were uh, wrong in in what you were um, uh, positing as as your side of the argument. Like, again, I'm not drawing any conclusions, not even about what happened in the 60s. Uh, I I might even uh, debate the whole idea of... uh, forced integration but uh, like i said i just wanted to throw those thanks out to tom i appreciate your call tonight uh, unfortunately we're out of time I, I think that determining right and wrong in this situation is very difficult as far as you know cheesecake factory they're wrong for enforcing the government mandates but you understand why they're doing it because they're afraid uh, i mean it's certainly wrong to have the mandates there's no doubt about that yeah. but i don't know if i agree with bonnie that it's just going to get blown over someday i think they're they're in for a penny in for a pound on this stuff and it's only going to get worse with uh, the restrictions i hope i'm wrong about that we'll see you tomorrow it, night it certainly seems more like that now than before yeah, freetalklive.com <laughs> 